Hello and welcome to the Jonesing for Sports podcast. We hope your social distancing is going well. As the world of sports has come grinding to a halt, one thing seems like it's still going to continue on without missing a beat, and that is the NFL draft. Uh, Even though it will be done remotely, that's not stopping anybody from producing all their mock drafts, and we're going to actually produce one of our own as well. So we're going to discuss the Lions free agency, and let's just get right into it. Like we had talked about last episode, we have got a full-blown Lions episode for everybody today, and I'm actually pretty excited about it, because we're in a off-season that is seemingly unhindered currently, and uh, it's pushing forward with everything still on schedule so far. So uh, we're going to talk about free agency, like Code said, and do a mock draft, and it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. So to introduce all these uh, these free agents, we have what we call the restaurant meal scale. So since you're all probably missing your dine-in restaurants, we got on a scale of one to five, starting with coleslaw, because coleslaw is just the worst. Like you don't like coleslaw, do you, Trev? I actually, I am the oddball out on that one. I don't mind coleslaw, but in a restaurant, like you had said, code coleslaw is the thing that you usually sub out for a better side. So it's definitely right for fries. Yeah. I, yes, anywhere you go, that's what I'm doing. Uh, so after that, at number two is salad. I know there's a lot of salad lovers out there, and you can have some sleeper salads, but for the most part, salads are just kind of blah. Uh, at number three, we got chicken tenders. Chicken tenders, they are the safe meal to get when you're going somewhere new and you don't really know what to expect, every place has got chicken tenders, and for the most part, they're always just good. You can have some really good chicken tenders, but they're just kind of a solid middle-of-the-pack pick. After that, we got pizza, because pizza's great, and then steak is number five, because steak is top tier, the upper echelon of uh, restaurant foods. So we're just going to go ahead and rattle off these free agency moves that the Detroit Lions made and compare them to restaurant foods. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. So right off the bat, we got Desmond Trufant, the cornerback from the Falcons. Where does he rank in your guys' restaurant meal scale? Uh, right off the bat, honestly, I think he's probably their best signing. Uh Unfortunately, he he he's replacing a fan favorite in Darius Slay. He's a really good cornerback, but he's also not as good as Darius Slay. Um, but at the same time, they're not paying him Darius Slay money. So I think this is probably one of their best players that they added. With the circumstances of losing your your number one cornerback, I think Trufant is probably pizza. So that's my, my four out of five. Uh, if we're doing the restaurant scale there, he's it's it's kind of hard to give him a to not give him a five if I think he's their best signing, but just what it's a net negative when you're replacing Darius Slay with Trufant. Honestly, Trufant's gonna be just fine. Probably one of gonna be one of their best defensive players, but I, I think I'm gonna have him at a, as a pizza. What do you guys think? I think. It may be a little bit unfair to look at his signing in the light of losing Slay. 
um, because, I mean, truly, there's not a whole lot better we could have gotten in replacement. Slay is one of the best in the league, um, and it just makes me wonder if that is the best pick that we got. Is there anything that you see here that could be a stake? Well, I, I think my rankings are going to come off a little bit. A lot of it, obviously, on the player, but some of it's going to be on their contract, and also some a lot of it's going to be who are or what position are they taking over and a part of that is the slay trade did happen during this free agency period uh so i kind of i view losing slay as a part of free agency and trufant joining in also as a part of that so i think there's a lot of factors like i said i i think he's going to be the best player they add but as far as you know when with free agency you're looking to better your team did they better the team with trufant over slay no but they filled a need that that's probably the best way they could have. So you're, you might be right. It, it might need to be a stake pick, but I, I think with free agency, you want to have your team be better at the end of the period. Uh, I, I'm not sure where we're at there. So, so yeah, I'm definitely going stake, uh, as I probably made pretty clear. And I'm going to steal from something that you had told me in conversation uh, a few days ago, Bran, about the departure of Slay. I mean, that was just inevitable because Patricia is a pretty abrasive guy. He's a my way or the highway guy, and that just kind of tells you the type of atmosphere that they have right now. That so Slade toxic? Toxic, exactly. And so <laughs> Slay didn't even want to be there. He was tweeting like, hey, welcome to the team, Desmond. Hopefully this speeds up my trade process. Like, he, it was inevitable that he was going to leave. So I just I don't view this pickup of Trufant as like hey we are going to replace slay with him like we know slay is gone because he just was not going to be there so this is our next move and i think that's about the best we could have done well i just i think that if you're if your goal is to have a whole team of clones trying to win you games that only works if you're the supreme chancellor it does not work if you're a head football coach and I think that you can't just have mindless players who don't have any personality or um, you know who won't challenge you. If if you're a coach and you your best players are the ones that you're constantly trading. I mean, they did that with Golden Tate. They traded away um, what's his name, uh, Diggs, Quandre Diggs. Yeah, Quandre. I mean, this is a theme. Good players that have any type of voice in the locker room get traded away. So. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're not debating whether we like Patricia's managing style or not. We're not debating um, restaurants, um, what you would call them, franchises. You know, if Patricia's a franchise, he's Popeye's. You know, you're going to wait an hour for your food, and they're probably not even going to have what you want anyways. We're just talking about the players themselves. So I totally agree with you. I, am, I don't even want to give him this last year, but... The pick itself, I think, is about as premier as you're going to get from what's available. Trav, you got any thoughts on this before we move on? Yeah, um, I'm going to go in the pizza category, and that's just totally looking mm. at him as a player. Uh, I think he's good and a good pickup, but especially I like it if we end up drafting a cornerback who becomes the number one over him. Um but yeah. looking at uh, Trufant's career and where he's ranked among cornerbacks, uh, he, he's been a pro bowler, which is great. That's great to get someone who's won and has shown success. 
Um, but throughout some of the past few seasons, so in in uh, 2017, well, he had a good season, but he was ranked the uh, 19th best cornerback by Pro Football Focus. They gave him a pretty good grade. Uh, the year after that or before that, um, he was ranked the 30th best cornerback. And so from when he became a Pro Bowler to now, I'm not convinced necessarily that he's going to be a Pro Bowler. Um, but I don't know if we we picked him up thinking, yeah, this guy's going to be a Pro Bowler. And so I like the pickup, and I like pizza. I don't think he's steak. Uh, I would reserve that for something where we all go, wow, this was awesome. Um, and I don't think he's that, but he could be. So pizza for me, number four, the fourth category. And I guess that that's fair. And I guess that's a going a little bit against what I said earlier. I was saying that you can't really come at it with the respect of who they're replacing, but I was kind of having in mind when I said stake that they have to pick up, or I assume that they will get um, some cornerback help, and a good chance they do they do pick up Jeff Akuda. Uh, so the tandem of having those two added during this offseason would just be phenomenal to uh, bolster their back their defense. Yeah, one more thing about that, uh, Cody, you had said that he was about the best they could have done. I think w- he was the best they could have done with what they were willing to spend. Uh, the top corner that did get signed was Byron Jones, who was for the Cowboys. But he, he signed for just an entire string of banks, pretty much, uh, at Miami. So I think he, there's no way they were going to go after him. But there were better corners on the market. And one more fun fact about Trufant, his brother Marcus, who is retired now, is uh, he I once was into football cards. And I opened up a single pack and received a jersey card of Marcus Trufant and then the quarterback, Patrick Ramsey, who never turned out to be any good. But double jersey cards, Marcus Trufant. Hoping with the same luck with Desmond Trufant that he'll be (laughs) uh, a good luck here in Detroit. But two jersey cards in one pack. That's awesome. That was one (laughs) of the best days of my life. One more thing to add onto that. I guess, yes, there definitely were some other talented quarterback or quarterbacks cornerbacks in that free agency pool but with how many holes the Detroit Lions have right now on defense they yeah. shouldn't have been going for that home run uh pickup because they just they can't afford it they have so many spots to fill in so that's why I'm just so supportive of that pick I think you can't afford to be paying somebody much more money than what they gave him and I don't know. I, I totally see where you're coming at with giving him a pizza rating. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably unfair. You're probably right, because I, I do believe he's the best signing. But um, with free agency, my, my whole philosophy is free agency is a time that you kind of patch holes on your team. You don't build your team through the free agency. You build your team through the draft. And unfortunately, the situation the Lions are in, they almost have to build their team through free agency because, they're, like you said, there's just so many holes. I mean... Their entire defense pretty much needs to be retooled, and they've got some parts of their offense as well. So it's tough. Uh, so it might be unfair, but uh, we can go ahead and put him at a 4-2-5 range and go ahead and move on. Okay. So moving on to the second pickup, we're talking Danny Shelton, the defensive tackle from the Patriots. Thoughts? Trav, you want to start that one? Sure. Um I like the pickup. I initially I didn't really care. I was like, okay, another uh, guy we got there to replace kind of what we've had. 
Uh, but what we had that is gone now was unproductive. Um, and Damon Harris, Harrison, um, and Shelton is kind of known as a, you know, fat middle of the <laughs> line there and a run stuffer. And he seems to track to continue to do that um, and fill what he is replacing. And so I give that pickup, I'm torn between a two and a three because I, I think he's a three. Chicken nuggets. Um, because that's what he, we're just going a safe route here. He's cheap. We're not paying him a whole lot, and he's going to be a run stuffer, but he's not going to be a pro bowler. He's not going to be the best player on the defensive line even. Um, but he, he, I think he's going to help. And uh, so, yeah, chicken nuggets for me. <laughs> chicken tenders. Chicken tendies. <laughs> yeah. Chicken nuggets. That's a, <laughs> that's a different arena. That's true. Uh, and maybe that shows how I kind of feel about it because <laughs> tenders are definitely a step <laughs> so above maybe closer chicken nuggets. To <laughs> Whoa! I told you I was oh, oh, I was I, torn. They said it the other way. Never mind. I told you I was torn I between a two and a three. Are better than nuggies, yeah. Oh, tenders kill chicken nuggets. Okay, good. Yeah, I told you guys I was torn between a two and a three, and so chicken nuggets is that <laughs> two point five. Except for uh, at <laughs> at Grace, because uh, at college those chicken nuggets, I honestly were like, they could be right up there with state they were that good <laughs> we all we all there's something through, going on there at different times we all went to the same college and at the college we went to it was a holiday when it was chicken nugget day at the cafeteria so see i i've got the hot take of i really didn't think the nuggets were that good get out of here mm. yeah i think they were pumping some of uh mike's magic stuff into the nuggies um in front of everybody so that they were thinking that they were just a godsend. I think, I don't know how hollowed they were when you guys went there. They were discussed as, like, what Jesus would eat daily. Like, everybody was just so in love with the idea of the chicken nuggets. And, like, they were good, and I'd get a bunch of them, but I don't know. Tay, I'm curious, what did you think of the the nuggets at Grace? Tay was a big fan. I, I'm, I hey, guess I'm and she was after you, Cody, so... You're you're in the middle of all this. I'm pretty and you sure didn't we like can just. I no, that's not true. I liked <laughs> them, but I thought they were overhyped. I Trav, mm. I think it's pretty safe to say that it's time to stop taking seriously anything that Cody says about sports from now on, because <laughs> those chicken nuggets were divine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that we can take trust. Right there, you just revoked your sports card. Can't trust oh, a man, single I take hot anymore. Hot takes were encouraged, but that, hot takes are encouraged when really... they make a one little iota of sense like that was ridiculous those things really were struck the a nerve one of the best things i've ever eaten i probably ate like 30 to 40 at a time we would fill our plates with as many as we possibly could put on it so it filled the plate and then you went a few inches higher than the plate and it was just a mountain of oh, chicken nuggets too. and that was i would too that was before i had the dairy intolerance so I'd have a, a mound of chicken nuggets, chocolate milk, a glass of ice cold milk, and then a, a separate plate with honey mustard and fries. <laughs> it, oh, man. See, I think the problem is I have one too many memories of just getting chicken nuggets that just weren't cooked very well. You get so like a Cody, nice crispy nugget, like that's good, but... Let's see if you can redeem somebody, yourself right, here, Cody. Somebody screwed up the bat a few times. Cody... Tell us what your take is on Danny Shelton to see if you can redeem yourself a little bit from this bad take. 
<laughs> he he's a chicken tender. You know, okay. he he has just been a fill-in guy for most of his career, but 2019 he actually had I'm not sure I'd say a breakout year, but things were starting to look up. You know, 61 tackles, three sacks, like nothing amazing, nothing horrendous. Uh, but I think he's gonna do what we need him to do. He's not gonna be a game changer, but he's gonna be a fill-in guy, but potentially a fairly solid one at that. So I'm gonna go chicken tender. I. I'm going to put him at the pizza level, and I'm honestly tempted to put him at steak level. Wow. Just because he's so beefy, because <laughs> the guy's like 340 pounds. But, uh, well, what are your thoughts on Snacks? <laughs> Snacks Harrison, because so, he's that's his replacement right there. Yeah, so the the steak level is more just for his size rather than what how i feel but <laughs> but at the same time just a it, meaty morsel of a man he he's a mountain of a man and i i actually am really excited about the addition number one i think the contract they got him on is one of the most uh cost effective i was surprised at the price they got him for um he's not he's not overly old it seems like most of the guys that they bring in like snacks at the time when they brought him in was older but was still good i think he's like 26 um i really liked him coming out of college and the fact that they got him now after one of his best years is exciting and just as the the snacks example the lions defense when snacks was right was so much better i think that the nose tackle position is one of the most important positions in their defense when snacks was hurt or playing through injury or you know whatever was going on with him this last year when he wasn't right they were the defense was okay well let's just put it this way the defense this year was the second worst in franchise history the only worst defense was the year they went 0 and 16 okay so that's obviously not not good at all when snacks was doing well the year they traded for him 2018 the defense was like top 10 so i'm not saying that uh Shelton will be as good as Snacks was when he was playing well, but I think he can be close to that. Kind of like the Desmond Trufant, he can play similarly in a sense to to slay not as well or better, but he'll fill that need. So he's definitely a pizza level for me, and he's he's leaning towards steak. Like I said, I think Trufant is the best player that they signed, but I think Shelton is their best signing. So you know what? I'm just gonna put him at steak level. Okay. Wow. That's the so, most positive thing I've there. ever heard Brandon say about a Lions anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I liked some of their free agency moves last year. I just don't like the way they use some of those players. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that. But. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Let's draft it. Oh. <laughs> Let's let's sign a tight end for starter money and then draft a tight end in the first round so that that tight end never plays. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna pay Jesse James like a twenty million dollar contract and he's not even gonna see the field. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't get Brandon started. So you better stupid. move on to the next one, Code. Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's let's sign. <laughs> nope. Nope, the nope. number one nickel corner. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> the number one nickel corner. And you know what? We're not going to play him at nickel corner. We're going to put him at the outside corner position. So he's good at nickel corner. We'll make him do something else. Oh. <laughs> that conversation is going to come up later in our mock draft. I am 100% sure about it. 
<laughs> so code next player moving on Duran Harmon safety from the Patriots what food is he I'm torn on him I think him. he's chicken tenders yeah I'll go chicken tenders as well I don't have a lot I don't think there's a ton to say I think that he's a, a decent player that can be he can pretty much just replace the guy who was it Tavon Wilson Tavon something yeah yeah Wilson Tavon Wilson is a guy that that they're not re-signing, and uh, Daron Harmon can replace him. I don't think he'll be tremendously better or or worse. I think he can take that spot and and do well enough. So right in the middle, chicken tenders. I I'm he's done some good things. He's obviously won a lot because he's been a Patriot, um, but he's been a big part of some of their big wins. He for a while there was known for being the big pickoff guy at the end of an end of a game. Um, but I'm going to change mine and go instead of from chicken tenders, I'm going to go to a pot brownie because in twenty was it 2018? Oh, I lost. What? <laughs> a pot brownie? Yes. One second. So <laughs> in 2018, We're losing uh, our conservative viewers, <laughs> Harmon, uh, was flying to Costa Rica and he got detained because they found paraphernalia with him. He had 58 grams of marijuana in a can of iced tea, three pipes with cannabis oil and THC candy, and four glass containers with compressed marijuana that weighed 4.3 grams. He wasn't arrested. They just sent him back to the U.S. (laughs) So... Dude, Costa Rica I mean, yeah. has a lot of slots. He was probably just going there to chill with them. <laughs> it sounds like it. With all that he was packing, he was probably going to be moving a lot slower than the slots. <laughs> so, pop brownie so. or chicken tenders, either <laughs> one. <laughs> when you said okay. brownie, I thought you meant like the volcano brownies with like the fudge that shoots out of them. Ooh, oh, that's a five. No, that would have been a good pick. But so I was like, dude, he loves this guy. But then I was like, oh, pot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think code uh i mean <laughs> i got really thrown off by that pot brownie comment i lost my train of thought there so i would say he's a chicken tender you know we got rid of quandre leaving nothing but like coleslaw scraps behind uh not even coleslaw so we, it was obviously a pickup that needed to happen uh you guys pretty much covered it pretty well the guy has been a part of a winning organization. He's going to be a good piece in Patricia's management. Um, <laughs> not going to cause any trouble like uh, those awful team leaders that have their own opinions. So, you know, I think he'll do just fine. Nothing amazing, nothing too bad. Chicken tender. So, moving on. Uh, this one probably won't be very uh, hotly contested at all. <laughs> Chase Daniel, the quarterback from the Bears. Uh, Cody, I bet you probably have the strongest opinion on this one, don't you? I do. (laughs) Why? Why the heck? It's only because he beat the Lions. That's the only reason. Why are you going to go ahead and draft a backup quarterback, mind you, one that is not very good? Sign, sign it. If you want to have, not thank you. Yeah, my bad. Um, If you want to have any semblance of mystery to what you're going to do with your third round pick, they have Third, third overall. Thank you. I'm really struggling third overall pick in the first round. Everybody and their mothers know that the Lions are not going to pick up Tua. And so nobody's going to try and draft ahead. The Dolphins have no reason to try and draft ahead unless they're trying to stave off the Chargers, who 
I think are likely just going to settle for Herbert. So there's just there's no reason to go ahead and pick up Chase Daniel. I mean, look at it this way. If you're going to be contesting for a serious run in the playoffs, Stafford is your only hope. Daniel is not going to help you do that. The only thing he's going to help you do is lose games. And so I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. If they're serious about contending, Daniel's not going to be able to help them get to that level. They're just losing cap space and making it just abundantly clear that they're not in the hunt for any other quarterback, that they're sticking true to Stafford, which, like, I respect the loyalty, but keep your cards close to your chest. Uh, you guys were at that game, right? Yeah. So how how good were the Bears? <laughs> they were horrendous. <laughs> the, the fans, the Chicago so Bears bad. fans around us were very much like Lions fans, where they were sitting there expecting bad things to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they were still disappointed. <laughs> Code, uh, I am right there with you, 100%. Uh, this seems like maybe one of the dumbest free agency moves I think they possibly could have done, and I think Coleslaw at number one is too good for this move. This is ridiculous. If they wanted a quarterback and they've got so many draft picks this year, uh, get one of the guys late in the draft. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts in the seventh round or fifth round than wasting yeah, free exactly. a, a lot. And you'd pay him a lot less. So I don't He's get it at all. He's not going to be anybody to build around. Yeah, you know what? I think I, I kind of have a read on. So it's not even Coleslaw. And, you know, I think I know what they're going for here. They kind of want like a Teddy Bridgewater situation with the Saints had going on where Drew Brees got hurt, Bridgewater stepped in, and they didn't lose a game, I don't believe, while Bridgewater played. You're not getting that with Chase Daniel. He is not, not nearly that caliber of quarterback. So this isn't Coleslaw. This is where they completely got your order wrong. <laughs> they think they're getting a Bridgewater. They're, they're getting... I don't even know. Like, could could they send you something that you didn't want that is just repulsive? I mean, they're sending you like I don't know. You were expecting a steak and you got Brussels sprouts. Yeah, and then they sat there and made you eat it too. I mean, this contract is like three years, thirteen mil. That's a lot of money, and they still got David Blau on the roster, and they let. Cody's favorite lion, Jeffy Driscoll, walk. My favorite, too. I love Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> I think, actually, most fans did not appreciate him. No, because we're in the minority here, for sure. Obviously, he did not win them, uh, lead them to wins, and neither did Blau. But they had a broken team. At the same time, the step up from Blau or Driscoll to Chase Daniel, in our opinion, I think is, is not large enough to justify 13 million reasons why. So... I think we're all on the same page there. We'll go ahead and move on to Nick Williams, defensive tackle from the Bears. Yeah, any strong thoughts on this, Trev? Uh, Brand, you want to lead us off on him? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I think he's uh, got a lot of upside, but he's one of those guys that hasn't really been a starter. Uh, when he does play, he's had, you know, good moments, shown a lot of potential, grades out pretty well good stats for the amount of time he plays but if he's a depth piece i think this is a, a great signing if they're expecting him to uh to be a one of like their second or third best defensive tackle it, it could be a, a real struggle so it just depends the usage is going to be real key 
I think I'm just going to put him right in the middle because I'm unsure. So chicken tenders for me, but I I don't mind when they sign guys like him because it's a pretty decent deal. Uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, it's two year, ten million. So oh, he is. Never mind. That's that's not a lot of money for a guy who could potentially really develop and he could be a, a, a key contributor for him. I don't mind taking a flyer on a guy that shows potential for growth. And if he yep. if he fades out, oh, you go code. Nope. Uh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, same thing. Uh, really in the same boat. It really just depends on their usage. Um, I am just a little scared that they're going to, you know, have him step in and play a bigger role than he's ready to. And if he is supposed to be a, a starter caliber player, then I think we're going to be a little bit disappointed. But exactly as Brandon said, it depends on his usage. I'm going to call him a salad, uh, but you never know. I went to Trav, went to Ruby Tuesdays with Trav once and got a super killer, killer salad with like these caramel glazed nuts on it. I don't even, it was just, the whole thing was a mystery to me, but it was amazing. So he's got potential, but salads can be good, but I, I'm reserving too much judgment for him right now. He's another guy where it, it depends on if you're grading in the player or the pickup. And the player, I think, is closer maybe to a salad, but the pickup for the signing and what he potentially could be, yeah. I think, is maybe chicken tender, uh, high chicken tenders, right. flirting with pizza. Right. Um, because he, he's got a quote here from his time in Chicago where he said, everybody knows I'm going to play the run and play the run well. A sack is an afterthought to me. Like, <laughs> he, he knows his, his role and his task, and it's just he's going to stop the run. And that's it's, what Patricia... Patricia dreams about someone like that. Exactly. And so for Patricia, I think he probably is like, oh, yeah, I got a pizza-level guy here. I think he's probably more likely going to be a, a salad with chicken tenders cut up on it, maybe. But so oh. <laughs> somewhere around those lines. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next one then. We've got Jamie Collins, the linebacker from the Patriots. I think I've got a, a pretty strong opinion, so I'll let you guys go first. I So we've drafted linebackers the last two years with guys who have, when healthy, played a lot. Um, and all the linebacker pickups and action we've been seeing in this free agency season makes me wonder what's going on in that linebacker room. And so it's a three-year, $30 million deal uh, with $18 million guaranteed. It's pretty hefty. Um, and he is going to turn 31 this season. So I don't know if it was a great pickup necessarily, but he's a player that could play decently. I got to go chicken tenders just because I don't know what we're going to get from him with how many people in that linebacker room that could produce. Uh, I don't know where he's going to be. He could be that tight end that we sign and doesn't see the field much. So I don't know. Uh, I'll just keep it brief. I think he's a chicken tender because of the obvious need we have at linebacker. Uh, he's worked with Patricia in the past, so I think he'll be a good fit with uh, the whole team dynamic he's got going on there. You know, kind of had a fairly decent season last year. Not sure he'll be anything fantastic, but I, I'm supportive of the pickup, chicken tender. This, this uh, pickup has got me really split. As you guys know, I am, I'm very much against the the Lions 
uh, obsession with slow linebackers. And this is the opposite of that. Jamie Collins is incredibly athletic. Uh, if you maybe you guys have seen some of the videos that they've put out about him when he was with the Patriots, there's just a camera would follow him during practice, and he's kind of you'd think he's in his own world a little bit because he'll just be in the middle of practice and just do a backflip, <laughs> or like he'll run and like jump on like one of those like hitting pads or something, and then like flip off of it or do cartwheels. So like a part of it's like oh this guy's kind of weird, but at the same time like you can tell he's crazy athletic. Uh, like Tavai, that pick last year, I was so confused by it. And then you see the guy, I mean, there's not a lot of coverage ability there when you're a, a big slow guy. And Jamie Collins has coverage ability. He has uh, rush the passer ability. I believe he had seven sacks last year. Unfortunately, I don't know that that's going to translate to the Lions defense. Uh, you look back through his career, started with the Patriots, went really well. Uh, I'm a pretty big pro football focus guy. His first few, uh, I think it was like three or four years with the Patriots on his rookie deal, his pro football focus scores were excellent, uh, way above average. And then when he went through free agency, he got signed by the Cleveland Browns. And let's just say that did not end well. He was released by the Browns. During his first portion of his career with the Patriots, his pro football focus scores were like in the 70s and 80s, which is really good. With the Browns, they were between the 40s and the 60s. So I'm just thinking, what franchise does the Lions most reflect? <laughs> um, and also, uh, let me go back a step. He, After getting released from the Browns, he went back to the Patriots. His pro football focus scores went right back to where they were in the 70s. Um, he all of a sudden was a great defensive player again. Wow, you could almost do a really One, good study from that right there. There's some really telling stats right there. Well, one thing that really concerns me is it was said that during his time with the the Browns, he quit on the team because they, well, they were losing. And he kind of lost interest, and everyone was basically saying, yeah, this guy's going through the motions. He doesn't even care. So you guys can tell me, you know, what franchise do, do the Lions resemble more? The Patriots, who they're obviously trying to emulate, or the Browns. <laughs> the Lions and the Browns are basically the same <laughs> the same team. Uh, I I don't think that this same Jamie Collins that had so much success with the Patriots is going to come and have that same success with the Lions. Hopefully he'll do better than he did with the Browns, but I just don't think he's the surefire pick that they probably think he is. I think I'm going to put him at a salad, even though his talent should be higher than that. And code for these next few, um, I'm gonna clump together some and then d- delete them from the list uh, for time's sake because we have a few who I think we're all gonna clump them probably in the same category. So I'm gonna say their names rapid could, fire. Uh, not there's yeah. some we're, we're gonna cover still because there's still some big names out there. But so rapid fire, just which category you guys think, uh, and if you have a, a fire take on them. But other than that, then we'll get to the the top guys. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Jaron Curse, safety from the Vikings. Yeah, chicken nugget. You can shout it out if you want, Bran. It does. Should, should we just put all of the special teams players in one? Think- yes. Yeah, I was gonna. I thought I was hoping you were gonna answer faster, because then I was just gonna go to the next one. because so, <laughs> I think like Curse is probably special teams. McCray is special teams. 
Elijah Lee is special teams. Uh, Miles Killebrew. So re-signed t- Miles Lions. Miles Killebrew re-signed special teams. Yep. All of their special teams, I say, are between like coleslaw and salad because yep. you need them, but it's not very exciting. Yes, I agree. Um, so deleting them from the list. So you know which ones he just said code there. Yeah. Okay. So, really, in my opinion, there's only really two, two, three big ones left to talk about. Um, yeah. And Ty, Lee, and Allison. Yep. Or not Lee, uh, Ragland. Ragland. Oh, my bad, my bad. But yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, Vitai then. What are your guys' thoughts on him? I know Brandon probably has some pretty strong thoughts on him, uh, so maybe who, let's let him. Who, Cody? Brandon. Who? Who? Who are we talking about? Uh, Halapula Vatai, Vatai, oh. Vitai, dang it. Oh, <laughs> close. I thought you had it, it there close. the first time. Halapula Vatai, Vitai, Vadi? Halapula Vadi. Halapula Vadi, Vitai. You sound like when right, you try to get a, uh echo or a, an Alexa to say ha 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 ha, and she has a stroke, <laughs> and where you were saying Halapula Vadi, Halapula Vadi. <laughs> Um, I like this signing Halapula to an extent. Vitae. <laughs> I just needed a couple practice runs. I think he's decent, um, but again, it's hard to tell. I think we overpaid a ton for him. Um, yep. And so that drops the free agency signing, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go chicken nugget or tenders. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a Grace College chicken nugget, where. You know, dude, there's some real potential there, hole. real potential there, but when the dude back there working at Sodexo doesn't know how to cook them right, it's just okay. Um, and it all depends on usage. So, in and Cody's so, opinion, Vitae is going to be a Pro Bowl t- uh, offensive <laughs> lineman. In my opinion, Vitae is a Not chicken pro nugget. Bowl, all pro. <laughs> in my opinion, Vitae is a chicken nugget that wasn't cooked right. I think he's got some solid potential, but he's not starter potential. Like you said, we overpaid for him. And if he was the type of guy for us that he was for the Eagles, just able to step in and fill roles, I think he's able to do that just fine. But he hasn't shown that he is starter caliber, which is what we're going to be using him as. So I guess in your guys' terms, he would be like a salad. Uh, But for me, he's a chicken tender that could be really good if we weren't trying to make him something that he's not. He's not a starter. Well, everyone, we shouldn't be paying him. Like it was. Uh, I want to take this moment to announce that this is the last podcast that Cody will be joining us on, <laughs> um, since we cannot trust any of his takes anymore. Sorry. So you guys were just privileged in that you got perfectly cooked nuggets all the time. So it was you just count yourselves perfectly lucky cooked that you for don't me. Have it scarred in your memory, and then cooked for Brandon great for four years. And then bad cooked for you for four years, and then Taylor came after you, and it was cooked good again. Okay. See, the problem <laughs> is that you won't even listen to me. I'm saying sometimes no. they were cooked really well, but other times they just really were okay. They weren't always made to perfection. The problem is we're supposed to just disagree verbally, but you're making me want to fight you physically. Like, <laughs> let's go. This is stupid. <laughs> Let's just move on to Raglan before some fists <laughs> no, start I gotta, flying. No, I got to do Oh, Hala, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take on this. Go ahead. Uh, we had brought up Nick Williams as a player we liked, 
but depending on usage. But he's definitely not like their number one defensive tackle. So we're kind of like, I feel more positive about that. Uh, Vitae is a very similar player to Williams in that he hasn't been a starter, but has shown great potential. And if he was signed as like a swing tackle, like their number three guy who could maybe fill in when someone gets injured, it'd be a great signing. But like Cody said, the fact that they're paying this guy starter money and he hasn't been a starter. In the past two years, he started, I think, four games. And they're paying this guy like $10 million a year. And what really bums me out is a really good tackle in Jack Conklin got paid just a little bit more at something like 12 to $13 million a year. And he is a proven starter in his prime who is very good. And he's a hometown guy. He went to college at Michigan State. The, the fans would love him. Uh, I feel like they really whiffed. I, and here's the thing. I think he could, just like Nick Williams, end up being a good player. But you're taking a massive gamble. And uh, I think it's got to be salad. It, it could turn out to be a really good salad. But most likely, you're just going to kick yourself that you didn't spring for the steak. Everyone wants steak. Just treat yourself. You're going out to eat. <laughs> I uh, One thing that shows maybe there's less risk to this move is uh, our defensive coach, uh, Corey Undlin, saw Vitae in practice all the time and when he was at Philadelphia. Um, and, and they signed off on signing him in Detroit. So I hope that means he saw potential in him and, and that he was asked during this process. <laughs> um and if that's the case, uh, that gives me more promise that Vitae could be a, a winner for us. But I think we're still – got to see. Yeah, I think there are some, some positives. Like he did see him in practice. And one thing that we can see from his tape and from his pro football focus scores, the guy is a great run blocker. I mean, he is very good. Unfortunately, and this is where I'm really afraid – Pass blocking, he is not good. In fact, he graded out worse than Rick Wagner last year, who he is replacing. I am terrified for poor Matthew Stafford's back because if he doesn't improve in pass blocking, we might have to end up seeing just how important Chase Daniels' signing was. So uh, this is, I think, the most controversial signing. He could end up being good, or uh, this this could be the end of Matthew Stafford as we know it. <laughs> So you guys want to go ahead and talk about Reggie Ragland, linebacker from the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I'll start that one off. Um, it's another linebacker. <laughs> we got a lot of linebackers joining the party, and he's one that's seen good time. He was ro- he's been a starter. He was a rotational starter last year, uh, just because of the formation of the defense he was playing on. Uh, Super Bowl got he started in the Super Champion. Bowl. Um, and so he knows what he's doing. He could be a good pickup, but uh, again, that linebacker room is constantly changing. I don't know where he's gonna fit and stack into it. So I've given a lot of threes, uh, chicken tenders right now, and that's because I just—it's hard to see where these guys are gonna be by mid-season or end of season. So chicken tenders. I'm going to go ahead and say he's coleslaw. Ooh. And that's just because, listen to this, he was he was picked in the second round of the draft, but then he was traded after just one season with the Bills, and then he gets a torn ACL. And after that, he's just been back and forth um, from starter to reserve status since. 
nothing really special. And like you said, in a locker room just full of mystery concerning these linebackers, I don't expect him to be any different than just the constant mill of disappointment that we've been pumping out lately. So <laughs> he's coleslaw for me. I've seen nothing from him that gives me promise that he's going to be our answer. You know, I I see all these linebacker signings, and I think the writing's on the wall for Jared Davis. I think his time is is pretty much up in Detroit. So uh, is Ragland as athletic as Davis? Probably not. But can he play the scheme that, Patri- that Patricia wants him to? I think he probably can. So I'm going to put him in the middle. Uh, chicken tenders as well. I think he has the ability to to elevate himself to pizza. I, I like that he played well when he did was on the field for Kansas City, but uh, I, I don't think he's like an amazing player, but I think he'll fill a need that unfortunately Jared Davis has not for the Lions, which is so frustrating because he has all the potential and all the ability in the world just hasn't come together for him. So we, we set there. Yep. All right. So last one, Geronimo Allison, a uh, recent pickup at wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers. I will uh, give Geronimo three rankings. His name, Geronimo, is a stake. His production last year was maybe salad. It could have been even coleslaw. And his potential is pizza. So okay, I'm really torn on him. I like the guy, but... I haven't seen enough from him yet, and so I want him to succeed, but we're going to learn a lot about the wide receiver core in Detroit here shortly. I think it's pretty deep, but they are all signed through this year and this year only, (laughs) so we'll see what happens, and he could be a piece that sticks around or leaves, and he could be productive, and he might not. I don't know, but I like it. I like the pick uh, for now, Um, so... It's taking away a piece also from a contender that I like as well. So I'm I'm torn. I've given a lot of chicken tenders, and I don't feel his production levels should say I should give him more than that. So I think i got to go chicken tenders again for him. Yeah, I'm going to go salad just because, listen, when you get a salad, you don't do it because you like it. You do it because you want to cut some weight and feel better about yourself. Uh, you know, we picked up Geronimo Allison. Uh, apparently there's a little bit need of need at the wide receiver spot there. We're not paying him much. It's like, you know, 900000 So What? I, yeah, it's, that's what it is, isn't it? No way. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. If we are only paying him, oh, if we're paying him sub a mil so for this a, year, then right. I'm bumping so mine to a, a pizza. So he's a solid dude, and we're not paying him that much. Um, I don't think he's just going to come in and just be our savior at wide receiver. And I don't think he's just done amazing things in the past for Green Bay, but he's been very useful. And you know what? A salad does help you lose weight. So he could be moving up into chicken tenders territory, but, um, you know, he's not my most exciting pick on this board, but he's not a coleslaw by any means either. So he's a, he's a salad with upside. <sighs> You know, I can't, I cannot disagree with the bargain they got him for, but he's coming from Green Bay, and to have those stats with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to you, I think that says a lot about the guy. And Green Bay was scraping the bottom of the barrel anyways last year for wide receivers. They did not have great receivers last year because of injuries or just because of their roster, and he still wasn't able to stand out. 
the the thing that scares me about this is I really hope this doesn't discourage them from selecting a wide receiver in the draft because they so badly need a deep threat. Uh, Galladay is excellent. Uh, Marvin Jones is good. But they, they need a speedy receiver who can get behind the defense, and that's going to just help out Jones and Galladay even more. And obviously I think Geronimo Allison is not that guy. No. Obviously they need someone who's going to eventually replace Amendola. They they need a good receiver, someone uh, young and speedy, and that's not going to be drawn by Allison. So I'm going to say Coleslaw. Hmm. All right, all right, good a good bit of variance there. So do we want to go ahead and just move on to talking about our free agency needs after all has been said and done? Let's or are we lumping that together? Lumping it. Let's cover that real quick. Well. Okay, go for it. Go for it, Brian. Well, we obviously still need some more help on the defensive line. Uh, defensive tackle especially. Uh, we do have the additions of Nick Williams and, um, oh, who is my favorite guy? Danny Shelton. Uh, but they, they definitely need some more help there. We want to see some more defensive ends. Obviously, we would love if Chase Young fell to us. We could really use some more pass rush help. Obviously, cornerbacks. Uh, we need a cornerback number two, uh, or potentially, if we get Okuda, a new quarterback, cornerback number one. Offensive line, literally like every position. I think center, we're probably good, but guards and tackles, we, we need those. Wide receivers, as we mentioned, we need a punter. I don't understand. Why did we let go of Sam I, I got to chime in right now because I never thought I would be sad or this sad to see a punter leave a team. And I loved Sam Martin so much. He had a great character. <laughs> more more about him than his punting. He was a good punter, I think, too. But um, I just... I felt like he really was a part of the team. Like, the team, I felt like, really liked him. He was best buddies with uh, Matt Stafford and Kelly Stafford. Uh, his girlfriend is Nastia Lukin, the... That's who it is. I was trying to remember <laughs> who he was dating. Like, he brought a lot to Detroit. Like, they should have just kept him around just for that. I would have paid him more to keep him around. I really liked him, but never thought I'd be this sad to see a punter leave town. Yeah, well, they... Pays to have a good punter if you're the Lions. Are <laughs> they going to have to select a punter, though? I mean, that would be an absolute terrible waste of a pick. I just don't... Uh, I'm frustrated by that. Uh, is there any other positions that uh, that we're missing? I mean, I'm sure there, there Head coach. are... <laughs> that's for another I guess podcast. That's kind of like our, our main <laughs> things. So what we're gonna do here, and I'm really looking forward to this a lot. I've been looking forward to it uh, all day. Is we're gonna do our own mock draft for the Lions, and we're actually gonna do a simulator. So what we're gonna do is plug in that we are picking for the Lions, and we've got a, oh. a simulator simulator loaded up, ready to go, and we're gonna select. Uh, for the Lions. And so, guys, are you ready to run through this simulator? Yeah, yeah. We, we've got it loaded up over here, too, hopefully. We uh, we just saw that Chase Young went number two, so I'm a little bit disappointed. Yep, so number one, obviously, was Joe Burrow, and then Chase Young went number two. So we've got the third pick. Guys, what do you suggest we do? Well, not too obviously, Trav. That didn't happen in your first run-through. <laughs> yeah, so before, I picked a different simulator earlier, and uh, 
<laughs> it was supposed to be prediction based, and apparently their predictors were way off because I restarted it and it had uh, Chase Young going number one, Jeff Okuda going number two, and I just expected it to be Joe Burrow, Chase Young because that's obviously what everyone's been talking about. So I just picked Tua at number three just to see what would happen because <laughs> I wanted to see where Okuda went. And then I saw he went two already. <laughs> and then that simulator had Joe Burrow not even drafted in the first round. <laughs> He's garbage. So, His hands are too small, Trav. Whoever's can't running that site should be fired. Yeah. So we found a much better simulator, and this should actually be a little more accurate. So I'm going to propose that we offer a trade for their third pick here. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I don't know. I Honestly, I think that Okuda is far and away the best corner in the draft. I agree. I, I think that the the gap between him and cornerback number two is incredibly large. Now, in Patricia's defense, I think uh, pass rusher is the most important thing you can get. But second to that is a cornerback who can play man coverage, and that's Jeff Okuda. So it's risky, So, but I think they're... So, I think the only issue would be it is the Giants have the fourth pick. Are they going to take Okuda? Because I don't think Miami or the Chargers are necessarily going to take him with their first pick. See, that's the thing. And what I would... That's the thing. Sug- we... Yeah. I hate this long-distance potting. <laughs> yeah, so I think they would take Simmons. So, we might get Okuda anyhow. And if they take Akuda, Simmons is not a bad replacement, or not replacement, but you know, he's a, a pretty good pick to have instead. Well, if you guys want to propose a trade just uh, to see what happens, I'm I'm down with that. If I was Bob Quinn, I'm taking Okuda. I'm just I'm not gonna leave that to chance. But we can do what that. What would if it you want. take for you to go away from that third pick? Well, and- it I would have. Uh, <laughs> I just think the way that they went with linebackers. There's just almost no need for Isaiah Simmons anymore, yeah. which That's true. is stupid because the dude is like, in any other draft, I think he's a top three pick, and uh, they they have addressed the need at linebacker, so I don't think you're going to be okay taking him that early now. There's The value's not there, uh, but the value is incredibly there with Okuda. It, you would definitely... Let's, let's just see what happens. Let's propose a trade. No, I, I do agree so, with that considering the need that they have addressed during free agency. Because something is wasted there if they end up getting Isaiah Simmons. You could swap picks and then get an additional first round. And in that case, we can get that speedy receiver that I've been coveting so much. Well, let's go ahead and propose the trade and see what we end up with. So who are we proposing it to, Trav? You've kind of spearheaded the Dolphins, I would assume. Actually, I was thinking the Chargers because... Oh, the Chargers. Oh, because you think the Dolphins already are just assuming they'll get Tua. Because there's there's really two big quarterbacks uh, left there, I think. Uh, they might duke it out there, but Tua and Justin Herbert, I think, are big on the docket. And if they're going to pick whoever's left, I believe. Um, but the Chargers yeah, that's... offering the trade there. I say we offer our third for their sixth pick and the 37th. Okay. I want another first round for it. Well, they don't have another well, we first can. round. <laughs> yeah, but do the, the dolphins? dolphins do? I think the Dolphins do. Check out, check them out. Okay. 
So the Dolphins, the I Dolphins don't, don't have a need to move up. The Dolphins though, do don't they? have a need unless they thought that they were in danger of losing that trade to the Chargers. The Dolphins thought we were going to trade yep. to the Chargers. Let's, let's try with the Dolphins. The Dolphins have two, three first-round picks. Holy cow! Right. Yeah, they'll give those up. So they have the five, eighteen, and twenty-six. Do you want me to try for the five and eighteen? I don't think we'll get let's, a try for all of them. <laughs> no, let's do the 5 and 26. I think that's more likely. Okay. Ooh. All right. It's more realistic. 5 and right, 26. Fine. We'll propose it. They declined it. All right, I'm hitting propose. What about us? Do it. Yeah, they declined. Declined? It. This is stupid. <laughs> they want it. All uh, right. Should we just take uh, Okuda then? Go back to that proposed trade real quick. You want to try the Chargers? I don't want a second-round pick. I want a first-round pick. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's go with Okuda. We know we want Okuda. Fine, fine. Yep, we want him. Let's make it happen. All right. Where did he go? Oh, oh, don't tell me we lost him. Okay. Hey. <laughs> so now we've got the 35th pick. Where are we going with this, fellas? A lot of good people are My, off uh, the table simulator's now. simulator's still going. Oh, you didn't pick fast, did oh, you? Oh, yeah, right. Epinesa is not going that early. <laughs> the simulator says he is, Bren. Where does it have him going at? It is spoken. 22 to the He was like Vikings. top 10. Denzel Mims to the Patriots. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ooh, Cesar Ruiz just went off. Oh. Jonathan Taylor to the Chiefs. Oh, that would be sick. He'd be like the next Priest Holmes. Oh, that would not be good. Okay, so our drafts are <laughs> drafting differently, I believe. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so, so what have we got that's sen- available? Since we found out that our drafts were different, we decided to just go from one of them. So I'm running the simulator on mine still, but we're all still drafting. So we're currently in this round two. We've got the 35th pick. Uh,. Bran, where are you thinking our needs lie here? Oh, man, this is tough. So we did address the cornerback position with Okuda. That I Honestly, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm thrilled to have what I think is going to be a lockdown corner. That's one of the most premier players you can get in the league is if you have a lockdown corner. Uh, give me some of the best available because it's tough. I'm a, I'm a value guy. Yeah, me too. So I am as well. In this draft, running backs have not Especially been... Especially with this many needs. <laughs> running backs have not been valued very highly yet. So there's still a lot of running backs on the board that are good. You want to skip those for now? I don't think we want to draft a running back this high. Uh, who's who's available? Because there's Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift still available. Okay, well, mm. I am... That's like, pretty tempting. I am crazy high on Jonathan Taylor. I am as well. Um... Not as high on DeAndre Swift. I'm also very high on J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is still on the board as well. Okay. If it, if they're still there, we'll let someone else make the first move. Okay. Um, uh, they're definitely, for me, Taylor over Dobbins. Yeah. But very uh, – a lot of talent there. Also left on the board, the best available uh, is safety Antoine Winfield, Minnesota. Lucas Nyang, offensive tackle, TCU. Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Bran, what do you think about him? Oh, man. Uh, I think if he's available, you might need to take him there because Michigan absol- or, uh, <laughs> the Lions absolutely need interior offensive linemen. And that's, I mean, Ruiz might be the best interior offensive lineman in the draft, according to most draft experts. Uh, 
he can play center or guard, and he's incredibly athletic. Oh, that might be our pick. That's tough. What's uh, See, What about hurts. defensive line? What, who's available? All right, defensive line. We've got Ross Blacklock, Justin Madubuki, Neville Gallimore. It looks like defensive line was picked over pretty hard early in this draft. <laughs> that's that's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> so do we cut our losses now or just go by, well, there's not much left so we can get it later? Here, I'm going to pull up uh, a draft big board and so we can ask Trav if certain guys are available. Sure. Honestly, I think Ruiz might be the pick. I don't know. What do you think, Code? Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, like you said, um, if we don't get some help in that O-line soon, we might not have Stafford there much longer. I'm going to draft Cesar Ruiz. Very immediate, very <laughs> immediate need. And the Lions select Cesar Ruiz. Dude, Jeff Okuda, Cesar Ruiz, first two rounds. I think that's Ooh. solid. Bob Quinn is getting high marks. We, we might have got lucky here, fellas, so... We're in round three. We are pick 67. Oh, Jalen Hurts just went pick 66. Um, I'm not saying that's we need right. him, but yeah. I just think that's interesting. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is still on the board. Okay, so J.K. Dobbins what do we on got the board, as far as receivers? But J.K. Dobbins is the best player left, according to ranking. If Dobbins is available in third round, I just think you have to. That's a tough pass. That's tough to pass on that. But we've gone, that would be two offensive players when our defense is absolutely the biggest weakness. And so that's so tough. It's also difficult because almost all of our free agency fines have been on defense. That's true. There's just a lot of cap space that we're just not putting to use. Do we trust in those players or do we draft on top of them? The best defensive players available are Raquan Davis, Alabama, Marlon Davidson, Auburn, Jabari Zuniga in Florida, and then a handful everyone else. But what are you thinking, Bran? Hmm. I I think we take Dobbins. <laughs> I think we have to. All right. Um, um, Winfield. So Winfield's not left, right? Who? Antoine Winfield. I don't. Junior. I don't think so. If I didn't say him already. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with Dobbins. I think uh, we're going to take a lot of heat from the Lions fans for drafting offense. (laughs) All right. J.K. Dobbins is off the board. All right. It's the 85th pick. And... Oh, nice. We've got to pick again. Best guy on the board is Raquan Davis, defensive tackle, Alabama. Uh, I think that's I think our pick. we got to take that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> yep. All right. We got Raquan Davis. GM is easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just take the best player who's left. Come on. <laughs> All right. Our next pick is round four. I mean, if that's our top four... I'm pretty happy. I, I honestly, if this was to this scenario plays out for the Lions, <laughs> this is literally best case scenario almost. Uh, I mean, I know we didn't get Chase Young, but we are nailing this. <laughs> We've got the 109th pick in round four, best available um, in a position we need, 
Defensive tackle James Lynch. KJ Hill. Oh! <laughs> KJ Hill's there? So. What? <laughs> Take him. Oh, come on. Tyler Johnson. Take him. KJ Hill. Colin Johnson are all still there. Quintez oh, Cephas. Oh, oh KJ Hill. I thought you meant. I was thinking KJ Hamler. <laughs> KJ Hamler there would be like the craziest thing. <laughs> I think I was on the same wavelength with you. So wide receivers he, went heavy. KJ Hamler is my dream. The uh, the best receiver left in the fourth round is Tyler Johnson. I do like Tyler Johnson, but I don't think he's the need we have. He's he's almost more too similar to a Galladay, and he's a Galladay not, type. Not a burner. Well, he's right. a big possession guy. The best punter left is Braden Mann from Texas A and M. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get him an undrafted free agent. Yes, exactly. Um, So what do you think our need is here, fellas? Uh, Oh, oh. O-line, we got cornerback. Brandon Jones is available. Safety from Texas. (laughs) Then you could get your own Brandon Jones jersey. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty cool. Yeah, we're pretty weak at safety, so I I am uh, in support of shoring up some of our weaknesses there. Who who are some of the other best players available? Um, are you wanting to hear defense or offense? Uh, if there's a notable player on offense, Cam a- probably mostly defense. Cam Akers, Florida State. I read you the wide receivers already. No. Darnay Holmes is a cornerback from UCLA. Um. Cole Komet from Notre Dame, tight end. Nope. No. Nope. Um, Jake Fromm is still available. I don't <laughs> know. We, I'm actually thinking. If we were going to get a tight end, we should have used it in the first round, like a true Lions GM. <laughs> the best linebacker available is Joe Bocci. Mm. Wouldn't hate it, honestly. Yeah, I know. Uh, we don't need linebacker. Uh what about uh, offensive tackle? Best offensive tackles available. Terrence Steele, Texas Tech. Uh, Jack Driscoll from Auburn. Hmm. I think we'd probably go offensive yeah, line. I like Brandon Jones, but uh, best available offensive line you know, is fine as well. Terrence Steele. That's probably the most immediate need still. We just drafted okay. Terrence Steele, offensive tackle Who, from Texas who's Tech. Steele? We're oh. getting into the deeper <laughs> rounds here. <laughs> Not Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones might still be on the board. Who Eat knows? Get your heart out, Brandon Jones. Um, hey, Brandon you're Jones. You're, you're going to the Browns. Is not on the board anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, Lavert. Knew it. Lavert Hill is on the board still. <laughs> All right, we are in the fifth round, fellas. What positions are you thinking here? I'm going to look at our team needs according to this draft board. This says defensive end, an inside linebacker, guard, cornerback. Well, we addressed those. Yeah, I thought we did pretty well. Yeah, I think we did too. Um... Okay, uh, let's let's take a look at wide receivers. All right, wide receivers. 
Um, there's uh, two interesting ones, I think. Quintez Cephas, the Wisconsin wide receiver who had a pretty Ooh. good year. Sure. Um, and also Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. He had a killer year at Liberty. That would be a Lions pick. <laughs> I, I really like Quintez Cephas. Okay. Quint- Lions would pick somebody from Liberty. <laughs> Quintez Cephas, Cephas is our pick. Now, on to our next pick, which is the 166th. Uh, seems like the Lions would draft a tight end here. <laughs> Who was our round five pick again? Oh, come on. We're going to we're gonna get back to that after we... <laughs> I'm hoping it gives me a breakdown. That was five, wasn't it? Cephas? Okay. I was trying to keep track. Alrighty, next up we've oh John Runyon Jr. is still on the board. Didn't you list him earlier, Bran? What round are we in? Uh, we are in yeah, well, round five. We have two picks in round five. Oh, that's right. We uh we kind of that round four guy that we picked. I I didn't even know his name when you said we picked him. <laughs> <laughs> he was an offensive tackle, so I don't know that Runyon is the need. Well, we might have jumped the gun on that other guy. So, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Michael Onewu is uh, available as well. Okay, well, I don't think we need <laughs> to address that as badly either. So, what do we need to address? Uh, is there any good safeties or n- notable safeties we'd actually know their names? I don't think so. Um, Jalen awesome. Elliott. What about punters? Oh, Josh Metellus. No. <laughs> Brandon's all for that one. He actually might translate decently to the NFL, but I don't want to draft him. I don't think he's a good. He's good. He'll be very good for run support. Alohi Gilman from Notre Dame is still available. Um, Jr. Reed from Georgia. Metellus, I feel. Jordan Fuller from Ohio State. That actually might not be a terrible pick. All right. I second it. Yeah, Code. I say Fuller. Yep. All right. On to the round six, pick 182. And I think there's this might be our last pick. We don't have a seventh round pick? I don't know because we've had two in round five. So, I don't know if we have eight picks. That seems like a lot. Uh, That's okay. We're getting into the deep picks here. <laughs> yes, we are. Is, is running available? Oh, yeah. Let me check. Runyon. He is available. We just drafted John uh, Runyon. Honestly... No, I'm just kidding. We have I haven't clicked okay. it yet. <laughs> so if you had something to say. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, at this point, you're not going to find a premier pass rusher, which we did not address. Um, Raekwon Davis is not going to be a, a pass rusher as much as a guy who can set the edge, stop the run. Uh, I mean, he was a need that we filled, but as far as someone rushing the passer, we did not address that. Maybe... If we were to take a longer look in the earlier rounds, but 
I think we just go with John Runyon. Uh, our, we definitely had a offensive tilt, which is probably not the direction <laughs> the Lions will go. But here's the thing. Your first three rounds are where you need to, to just make your biggest splashes. And the Lions have tended to do pretty well, actually, in the the second through, like, fourth rounds. But they tend to miss on the first round. So if we nail the first round, which I think we did with Jeff Okuda, uh, I think we nailed the second and third rounds. That's a success already. Any Anything after that is pretty much just gravy. And I think... You kind of would get that with uh, Cephas as your receiver. Fuller is a pretty uh, experienced and uh, good leader. I think he's a good safety. Runyon could, I think, pl- plug some holes on the offensive line in the future. I don't. I have no idea who their round four offensive tackle is, but <laughs> uh, who knows? He was best player available. So, <laughs> what round four was Raquan Davis? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm missing. Okay, Raquan Davis was actually a good pick. Um, we have two fourth round picks. No, two fifth rounds. Yeah, two fifth rounds. So I just finished off our our draft for us. We only had one more pick, and because it was slim pickings, I didn't consult the committee. And the second best player available was Braden Mann, punter out of Texas A and M. <laughs> and yes, so we picked up a punter in the seventh round. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. So. I, I support that. Our, our draft <laughs> breakdown is Jeff Okuda, Cesar Ruiz, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, so all offense, first three picks. But then we went no, Raekwon. No. Jeff, Jeff Okuda, Okuda cornerback. A... Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> our... yeah, yeah, yeah. What were we complaining about? So we're good. Uh, then <laughs> we got one. <laughs> then Raekwon Davis, defensive tackle, Alabama. The guy Brandon was concerned about was Terrence Steele, who is the offensive tackle from Texas Tech. Um, and then we got Quentin Cephas, wide receiver, Wisconsin. Jordan Fuller, safety from Ohio State. John Runyon, which I think is a good late pick if we get him in the sixth round. That's fine. Um, yeah. And then we got our punter, Braden Mann. And he's got a dope name, so he'll be a good one to cheer for. Boy, it, it almost seems like we might watch a l- little bit of Big Ten football. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You know what? Uh, one, two. <laughs> yeah, don't count them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, that was fun. Oh, boy. That was a, a good, good exercise. Yeah, that's just a testament to the excellence that's pumped out of the Big Ten. Because we were choosing... Primarily from best, best available. available, yeah. And yep. That's because there's just so much talent. It's brimming with talent in the Big Ten. <laughs> well, we'll put this draft, and I'm sure Brandon will probably put together his annual mock draft that he does, um, and we'll we'll put it up against what the Lions actually do April 23rd and see if we did a better job. Oh, it job. will be way better. <laughs> you, you, there will be probably. And this will be within the first four rounds. Two of them, you won't know who they are. <laughs> and Travis will love it. <laughs> well, if you got a dope name like Tavai. 
<laughs> yeah, who cares who's left? We got our guy. Yep, got our guy. So that was us. That was us drafting today. We got our guys. Terrence Steele, Texas Tech. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I would be thrilled if we got J.K. Dobbins in round three. Oh, man. The running backs, though, offense would be... <laughs> is deep. There's a lot of good running backs. There's enough of them that it could... I don't, I don't know about him to three, but we could get a pretty special running back in round three, I think. I don't know. I think that there's really only maybe two that I really, really like, which is Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I'm not sold on DeAndre Swift. I don't know. Is there someone else I'm forgetting? Mm. I'm trying to remember. I'm pulling up uh, a new draft real quick to look at running backs. So Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. Actually, they had J.K. Dobbins as the third best running back. So the draft we just did went really heavy on wide receivers for some reason. Um, and maybe that makes sense. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Yep, they have him That's there. That's what I was trying to think of. Edwards-Alaire. Uh, he could be something. Was tempted to draft I, like, him late. I agree. I, I wouldn't put him up with the caliber of Dobbins or Taylor, but... Yeah, our because uh, the draft that Cody and I started and didn't finish, it had uh, Denzel Mims in the first round, and he is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth best receiver on this list that I'm looking at. So wow, yeah, ours went heavy on wide receivers <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess that makes sense because it is a vital position nowadays with the air raid offenses. So uh, I just did a my own little uh, mock draft round one and proposed the third pick to the Chargers for their uh, sixth and 35th or 37th, and they accepted it. Mm-hmm. If that oh, would you look at if that? that were to happen in I real life, <laughs> if Quinn did that, would you be happy or no? Well, what happened? Who were you able to get in the first round? Um... I was able to get Jeff Okuda. Oh! <laughs> it's too risky. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's hinds- We're all going to be playing on hindsight because they end up not getting Jeff Okuda, and we're all going to be <laughs> super mad because, like Brandon said, we've addressed the linebacker position. So Clemens is not going to be as much of a need as Jeff Okuda, especially with the talent Jeff Okuda has. So... There's definitely some appeal there, but that that's very risky. What about uh, if we can't get Jeff Okuda? Let's say surprise Jeff Okuda. <laughs> oh, let's get run through some surprise scenarios real quick. We can't get Jeff Okuda. We screwed up. So let's say we do that trade. Because we traded back, yes. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, if okay. we don't trade back and we don't get Jeff Okuda, that means <laughs> no, that Joe Burrow one Chase or Chase Young, Young is available. <laughs> Jeff Okuda, 45 Joe Burrow. <laughs> Uh, if we can't get a Cuda because we screw up in a trade and he goes ahead of us, what would you want to do then? Derek Brown? Go to the top ten. I think that has to be the play. I was pretty excited about uh, Isaiah Clemens, but until Brandon made that comment with how much, not necessarily depth, but because I'm not sure I'm convinced of the talent, but for lack of a better word, depth that we have added in the offseason 
Um, I was excited about him, but I'm not sure that's the best move. So you might have to go Derek Brown, defensive tackle. All right. Uh, I I would if Simmons is there, I just think that you take the best player, even though the fit isn't exactly there. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Lions passed on what's his name? Everyone good Aaron Donald. Ever. <laughs> they passed on Aaron Donald and drafted Eric Ebron because <laughs> at the time they had Nadamakan Sue and Nick Fairley. You know, they didn't have a need at defensive tackle. Well, Nick Fairley flamed out pretty quick. Uh, Sue was great for the Lions, but eventually moved on. Aaron Donald would have changed the, the franchise. So, Certainly. I, I think Simmons is has that type of ability. Do I think that the Lions would use him to the best of his ability? Probably not. No. But sometimes players are able to transcend their destination and i think you take a a risk that simmons can do that even though positionally it doesn't make sense it's not ideal okuda makes way too much sense but i think simmons is the way to go my last hypothetical is let's say the hype train on joe burrows it was off and the Bengals are like yeah we want chase young and the redskins go well we've already got our quarterback um in haskins and so then Joe Burrow is still on the table to us. Do you have to take him? I'd draft Joe Burrow every day. Yeah? Yeah, I think you might have to. The true Tiger King? I, I think that Joe Burrow is a winner. The true Tiger King. <laughs> to your credit, Trev, I've heard more and more people telling me <laughs> I need to watch the Tiger King. Yeah. I didn't know what the heck you were talking about when you brought that up the last pod, but it, you were ahead of the curve on that one. truly is amazing. You both would really enjoy it. Maybe don't watch it with the whole family because it's pretty. It's got some ridiculous things in there that probably mom wouldn't love, but <laughs> it is hilarious. Okay, uh, real quick before we're done, and we can cut this if it's too long. I just want to know if you guys have any draft crushes that most likely are just not going to come to fruition because of where they're going to be drafted, but a certain guy that you would just love to see in a in a Lions uniform. Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, I've got I've got two. Oh, that's three. No, I got three. <laughs> uh, I wasn't thinking DPJ just because he is also kind of similar to a Galladay type player. Um, well, but he, DPJ is is incredibly athletic. Yes. Where Galladay is more of a red zone guy, DPJ has got elite athleticism where he can he could be a burner. Yeah. He does have it all. I mean, the name I was thinking of was Hamler. Uh, I think that would just be such a tremendous asset for Stafford to have. Uh, but now that you do mention DPJ, uh, I remember seeing a tweet about it would just make his dream come true to be a lion one day. Oh, man. Like, that just, if that doesn't just make you warm inside, I I, I don't know. I was what 100% so I could totally see looking that. towards pushing you guys into drafting DPJ in the simulator, but he was gone so quick because it was such a heavy wide receiver heavy simulator. Yeah, uh, my other one I would say would be I kind of mentioned him earlier, Anton Winfield Jr. Oh, love it. Yep. <laughs> love the Golden Gophers. Love Antoine Winfield. He's just a hard working dude, proven success. His dad was incredible as well. He's just a smart player, uh, and so I would I would love if he ended up on our side, but I don't see that happening. How about you, Bren? Uh, I've got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I really like uh, Yeder Gross Matos from Penn State. He reminds me a little bit of Ziggy Ansa. Mm, okay. And with with more more time uh, more time on the field than Ziggy Ansa had, he obviously played a little bit more, but very athletic with a high ceiling to him. I don't think he reached that ceiling yet. He'll he'll go probably too early for them, but he would be that pass rushing help that they do need. Uh, another guy that unfortunately because of the combine has skyrocketed, Mecky Becton. The offensive tackle from Louisville, the dude is huge, and he ran like a five flat forty. I mean, he was like, if you see a picture of him, you'd think that guy probably can't run, <laughs> but he's really athletic. Like he can jump. I think I saw his his vertical leap was like thirty six inches. It's scary to think of someone that like thick that can do that. I sent you guys the video uh, of offensive tackle is myself dunking today on that like eight foot rim. Uh, <laughs> and we were joking about people yeah, with, got mad bunnies, bro. <laughs> with horrible verticals. Uh, I can't imagine somebody that big with a 30-some inch vertical. Yeah, like, it's not, terrifying, not to uh, downplay your jump, but <laughs> a guy who probably, he probably looks twice as big as you, also jumping twice as high as you. <laughs> like, that's stupid. Yeah, that's amazing. That is some crazy athleticism for a big guy yeah also uh honestly i think i do have a draft crush on jk dobbins Hmm. and that's a guy that we were able to draft in our our mock i would be really excited about that it's kind of a luxury pick because running back isn't valued in the league but the lions have been so bad at running the ball for so long i think taking a guy like dobbins who is kind of uh, thickly built, but also is very fast. It's a really, it's a dream situation, I think. I'm a little reserved on it, just because we haven't had premier talent in the backfield, but I'm worried that, you know, it's going to take quite a bit more than just a skilled player to actually produce from that position for the Lions, because we've just struggled for so long at that position you know perhaps it's just an organization thing that nobody can really transcend you know well there was one guy who I transcended didn't say that super clearly but yeah uh, i'm <laughs> not saying i'm not saying we were gonna get a barry sanders or anything but that i i do think that between jk dobbins and jonathan taylor even the lions i think couldn't make them bad running backs. I think they would do better anywhere else. Like you, I kind of cringed when he said DPJ because he was mm. underutilized at Michigan. Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna sit here and say yeah, the Lions would know how to use him better. I think in a better situation he could really thrive, which is kind of like Chase Winovich. I wanted him, but at the same time, I was happy he went to the Patriots because he was gonna get used better there. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, how how it turns out i'd be so stoked if he ended up in honolulu blue same but uh who knows i would buy his who jersey knows how that would turn if out he, if we drafted him i'd get his jersey for sure honestly though i think our our mock came out pretty good so yeah uh, after after this year when bob quinn and patricia are fired uh we could just you know all three kind of uh co-lead uh, the g- general manager position and yeah, we, uh, we'll send him this much. mock and they'll see that we've got the chops for it. <laughs> Give me that 900000 minimum deal. I'll take it. 
Split three ways. Yeah. Still take it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely will be interesting to see how things shape up as time goes on and if this draft is impacted by what's going on in the world today. But follow us on Twitter. Let us know what your draft grade is for our picks. Let us know who who you'd like to pick. Uh, Thanks again, Jess, for tuning in with us. And just remember, Ohio sucks.